Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. WTAW news time is four minutes after eight. It is 63 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Aggieland Golf Cars, your independent authorized club car dealer. Golf cars aren't just for golf anymore. Customize your club car to fit your needs at Aggieland Golf Cars on Highway 30. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. February marks two years since winter storm Uri damaged, among other buildings, the city of Bryan's Phillips Event Center. Mayor Bobby Gutierrez was asked during his last visit on our show about the $8 million renovation innovation of the facility in front of the municipal golf course. Well, they're still talking about having it open after the first of the year. So I think supply chain issues with HVAC have been, uh, I think we've mitigated everything that could possibly be done right now. I think they'll have some temporary solutions for that. Gutierrez reminded listeners that insurance is paying for the storm damage. Well, it's been a bad time to have it offline. We're going to have a, an event center that's going to be very, very nice. Eight contractors were hired by the council to work on various aspects of the renovation. College Station's new mayor says the attention at Post Oak Mall with the city of College Station negotiating with Texas A&M to move its eSports program and some other important user may create enough buzz for additional development. That will generate a lot of interest in the mall proper, which is owned by CBL, an out-of-state investment group that's managed the mall forever. They are very interested as a partner to find uh, outside capital that might come in to do some more things with some of the empty spaces that are out there. John Nichols brought up other opportunities opportunities on mall property during his visit on our show. There is some undeveloped land uh, right around the uh, south end of the mall that has never been built on that could attract some other user. Nichols says the city's interest is to incentivize private development. The City of College Station is holding two meetings this week to discuss the Texas University Redevelopment Plan. The area includes businesses and residences along Texas from Hensel Street to George Bush Drive and on University from North Point Crossing to Fire Station 6. We want to reimagine this area as a very, you know, kind of centralized spot for people who live, work, and play around Texas A&M. Matthew Ellis says it's his job as a staff planner to bring consensus among all the voices. Everybody kind of brings their own unique perspective and lived experience to the city. So um, we, we want to hear from people who have that knowledge, have that history. Tonight's meeting is for business and property owners. Wednesday's meeting is open to the public. Both meetings at City Hall start at 6.30 p.m. You can find more information about the plan online at cstx.gov slash University. If you're interested in more public transit service for seniors and or the disabled, consider participating in a virtual meeting tomorrow hosted by the Texas Department of Transportation. Brian District spokesman Bob Caldwell says there are many ways that federal funding for these services can benefit communities. From user lifts on transit vehicles, improved seats, and increase in service hours. You can join tomorrow's virtual meeting anytime between 1 and 3. Find the link at txdot.gov and in the search bar, type the phrase virtual public workshops. 
WTAW news time is eight minutes after eight. It's 63 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Aggie Land Golf Cars. More news at 830 or anytime at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 94.5 WTAW. Good morning. It's the Infomaniacs on a Monday morning. Here's our weather brought to you by United Roofing and Sheet Metal, home of the Duralast Roof System, world's best roof. Give a call to 268-ROOF or go to unitedroofingpros.com today. Warm temperatures will be the rule for a good part of this coming week. We'll see mostly cloudy skies today, mid to upper 70s. Generally cloudy, mid 60s overnight. More clouds to sun, breezy, warm Tuesday, upper 70s. Mostly cloudy, upper 60s Tuesday night. A mix of sun and clouds Wednesday. Could be a shower around too, high in the lower 80s. I'm meteorologist Doug Webster, 1620 94.5 WTAW. 8-10 was supposed to be a big weekend for college football. I don't know that it was all that big. The TCU Kansas State. <laughs> I was going to say State. there are a lot of upsets. Yeah, there, the TCU yeah. Kansas I, You know, but Clemson won. I'm kind of tired of them. I don't know about that. Well, and, they don't play anybody. Yeah, the they ACC. don't. That's part of the problem. And obviously Georgia showed that they're pretty good. Oh, yeah. But the yeah. TCU-Kansas uh, State game was really, uh, it was a pretty inter- interesting yep. ball game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was exciting. I think a lot of people are wondering why. So it went into overtime, uh, and TCU had the ball first and had a chance to score. And K-State, very much like our College Station Cougars, put up a uh, a really good goal line stand. Mm-hmm. And everybody was wondering why the TCU coach, Sonny Dykes, didn't call for the quarterback, Max Duggan, to take a, a sneak into the end uh-huh. zone. So yeah. they tried to run it, and they came up short. But You know, he's an interesting story, and people may not know. You know, he had like a nine-hour heart surgery. Yep. Uh, just a couple of months before the season started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, the thing is, there's the Heisman Trophy, and usually there's somebody who's a favorite. I, is there a favorite right now for the Heisman uh, Trophy? Caleb Williams, quarterback okay. for USC, I think okay. is probably the, the, oh, the favorite. Okay. But, see, they lost. They lost. They did. And yeah. so, I mean, that's the kind of deal that's uh, – so uh, we'll, we'll see how that and works. <laughs> did you guys happen to see what Caleb Williams had on his fingernails? Uh-uh. So he paints his fingernails before the game, and it happens to have an expletive on one hand. You oh. can put it, fill it in. And then the other one is his opponent. Uh-huh. Uh, and he happened to do that against Utah, which then went out and – Um, Does he do that every game? I don't know if he does that every okay. game. Um, I didn't know about it until here recently. But okay. either way, that's a that's a pretty classless act. On and his then part. I guess yeah, yeah, I guess you heard about the Dr Pepper problem. Uh, there was a tie, right? Yes. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. So I was watching the game, right. but I was out. I was at a bar watching the game, so I couldn't. We they didn't have the audio on for that particular part of the game, um, so I could just see it and watch it. And there was a tie, but the one girl from Baylor started jumping up and down, screaming like she won. And they presented her the check, and I was really confused. So what happened is that so they they had this deal where. Um, after the annual competition, they have these contestants vying for $100,000 by yeah. throwing a football into these big soda cans. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so as you said, that ended up being a tiebreaker. So right, because there was a tie, and then they had to go again. Right. After right. The two players each scored 11 points in the first round, they advanced to the second round, but that tied two. Due to time constraints, rather than continuing the faceoff, they just basically declared that, that this young lady was the winner. I mean, you could you could see her football may have gone in a half a second before the other girl's last shot. Right. Um, but the way she jumped up and down and screamed, it was like, how did she know? So the deal is the crowd obviously started booing. 
Social media got all over this. By the fourth quarter, a CBS reporter announced the company had decided to give both contestants $100,000. Everybody's a winner. Yeah. Okay. Keurig Dr. Pepper, who's the brand's uh, parent company, has held the contest since 2008 and given away a total of $13 million in college tuition. Good for them. According to the company, this is the first time the two finalists had tied twice in a row. Yeah, it was pretty wild. But it was really close. I mean, even that last shot, like I said, and they just immediately, like there was no instant replay or anything. That's it. DP's got the cash. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good on them then. Good on them. All right. So now that the United States is out of the World Cup, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen to viewership? I mean, you got any idea? Are people going to continue to watch because it's the World Cup? Or are they going well, to stop and A not? big problem is is it's happening during our work day. Yeah. So a lot of the games that are going on, I mean, unless you have the ability to just kind of like stream it on your phone or, or watch it during your work day, I, I don't know. That hasn't stopped my buddies. Yeah, I've got some, right. I've got some footballer friends, and they are all about watching yep. it throughout the day. I was going to say, I, I have friends, too, that are, are into okay. it, regardless of who's playing. So interesting you call them footballers. So how did Americans end up calling the sport soccer in the first place? Any idea? No. Are you going to tell me? I am. Okay, good. Surprisingly enough, this is a shocker. Soccer started out as a British term before it came to America. Oh! Yes. England's Football Association drafted what they called the laws of the game back in 1863. So playing under those rules came to be known as association football. All right. Okay. Distinguish itself in a lot of different ways because there was rugby football, which, by the way, came from rugby school. That was the name of the school. That's how that sport got its name. Okay. Rugby oh, school. I had no oh, idea okay. about that. So okay. there were these different iterations. At rugby school, as well as Oxford, students developed a particular kind of slang for shortening things. They would take a word and they would put er at the end of it. So you just mentioned footballers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've heard of footers before that's what people who played football were soccer uh, rugby people are called ruggers oh okay and association football people were called asos and they put the e on there and it ended up being they dropped the a and they made it soccer s-o-c-k-e-r was the way it was spelled in the beginning what will they come up with next so and what happened was then it comes over to u.s america and we played, if you'll remember, back in the beginning of football, there, it was a gridiron. They had different squares. Right. Yeah. And that was called gridiron football back then. They dropped the word gridiron, so we started using football. But this was, soccer was actually a word that started in Great Britain. How interesting. And now they think it's horrible. If right, we, right, if right. We get all so offended. We call it soccer. Right. So anyway, so if you want to punch a British guy in the nose, you can say, <laughs> hey, hey, you guys started it. I love our listeners. So apparently for the Dr. Pepper challenge, they did a tiebreaker the day before in case it went into a tiebreaker situation live at halftime. So that is so the Baylor girl, if if this said so they had already looked ahead and said, if we go into two tiebreakers, but we just don't have the time, right. like you said, because time has constraints, to be on the field. they did something the day before. And so that's why she cheered and got so excited because she knew if it resulted in a tie, she was the winner. 
See, yeah. And apparently, I, I, apparently the announcers mentioned that. But like I said, okay. where I was watching, I did not have the volume, so I had no idea what was going on. But that uh, multiple of you texted us in. So, and you can bet that there were enough people who were impatient enough that you couldn't explain to who were viewing. No. You couldn't explain to them that this is the circumstance. No. All you and knew is what you media, saw. Right, right. And, and people, you, I guarantee you, people on social media who were you know livid about it weren't even watching the no, game. No, you're right. That's exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. Ties. Yeah, so there you are. All but right. Yes, thank you for the explanation. That makes a lot of sense. You guys, you you guys are the best. You are just absolutely the best. All right, so the Hellman's people. And by the way, just on a personal side note, we're off Hellman's. I mean, oh, oh you are. It has, yeah, you're on to Dukes, aren't I am. you? It has yeah. changed somehow it has changed its recipe. We used to be Hellman's people, but now we're Dukes people. Okay. Anyway, so the people that make Hellman's and best foods mayonnaise want to try to get you to Mix it with your eggnog this year. Oh, to make it like creamier? Here's their thought. Eggs are a third of the ingredient in mayonnaise. In mayonnaise, right. And they claim that it works better than egg yolks. Okay. So they are selling a blended version called frozen mayonog. Mm. <laughs> mayonog just sounds disgusting. It does. It does They're doing it disgusting. at a place in New York this month, and it hits the menu at a bar called uh, Amy Fontaine's December 15th for anybody who wants to try that. But each cup has four teaspoons of mayonnaise along with milk, heavy cream, simple syrup, nutmeg, vanilla extract, and cinnamon. Oh, yeah. Plus, there's rum, brandy, and cognac. Oh, well, that masks the taste of the mayo. Exactly. Right? Well, they've got a non-alcoholic version, and they've got <sighs> uh, they've got both recipes on Instagram if you want to go there. But yeah, it makes it yeah, creamier, if you will. That but, just sounds hard on well, the stomach. It does. Yeah, and they tried doing it in coffee, right? It wasn't that a big deal? Yep. They were talking about yep. putting mayo yep. in coffee. They did, oh, right? Oh, yeah, because well, there was the whole yeah. butter coffee thing. Yes, that I too. I guess I don't. But they did the mayonnaise thing. Oh, oh, and, and the deal yeah. is, if you're lactose intolerant, yeah, or even for you. even a little bit, when you do milk, heavy cream. And all that other stuff in there, and you put mayo, I think you're right. asking for trouble. Well, you know, Pepsi, <laughs> Pepsi is trying to get you to mix milk with Pepsi. It's called Pilk. And here is the here is the commercial with Lindsay Lohan. So they went big for their celebrity endorser. Nice. Pepsi. Ooh, naughty. Milk. Pepsi and milk. Pilk. Pilk and cookies. And now apparently milk and soda is something that is normal yeah, in certain places. Yep. Uh, I'm thinking like maybe up in kind of like the Midwest area, this is something that's kind of normal. Some people call it dirty soda. That's where, you know, you heard her saying, right. you know, nice and naughty. Right. And then there's another commercial where she's, you know, she calls it dirty soda. But it's a trend on TikTok and throughout the country. So Pepsi, again, trying to get you to, uh, well, take drink their product but also put milk in it and, and just, you know, repurposing it. Can we just say no? Yeah. I mean, Isn't it all right yeah, we if we just say you know, no? If you think about, like, cream soda, I get, I, I don't think it I don't think it would be nasty. I don't want it. And yeah. I'm also not a big milk drinker. Right. And so, I, I mean, I take cream in my coffee, but that's about it. Well, yeah. and I'm not a Pepsi person either. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm loyal to Coke, but nonetheless, I wouldn't want Coke with milk. And I did, just... did they show Lynn's throwing up after she uh, drank this on <laughs> no. the commercial? Oh, man, anyway, no. so there you go. Things you might not want to consume. 824, the Infomaniacs on a Monday morning, about to give away some prizes here. Hopefully, get a chance to talk to our winner. Hello. Is this Allison? This is she. This is Chelsea. And Zach. And Scott. Hey. 
Yeah. 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 We're the yeah. and you're our big winner this morning. Congratulations. Ooh. Are you you're a collector? I am of kitchen gadgets. Oh, it's, it's kind of an expensive uh, <laughs> collection. collection. What is your uh, what's your what's your favorite kitchen gadget today? Like, what do you use the most right now? Um, well, other than I mean, I guess you could consider a Keurig and uh, kitchen oh yeah, gadget, but sure. really that's every day. But the Instant Pot, I have two of them, and I use them all the time. I love my Instant and my Pot air fryer mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. So now, why do you have yeah. two? Well, I I bought I got one, you know, like a for you know Black Friday gift years ago, and then my mother in law she had one, and she's like, I don't want to use this thing. You can have it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so you can <laughs> make I'm two dishes like a at soup once, soup and then a rice or something else. Yeah, I can get them all going. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Outstanding. Well, we've Very got the cool. Santa's Wonderland passes for you. You can come by and pick them up <laughs> starting today at the top floor of the Guarantee Bank Building. Hey, thanks, Allison. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Allison. Allison. Bye. Kitchen gadgets. Kitchen gadgets. Man. Yeah, that was uh, one of the only ones that I saw like that. But that makes sense. I wonder sure. if she's got any of those as seen on TV things, oh, too. Yeah. We didn't ask her about that. Mm-hmm. But Hey, so I got a couple of phone calls. A couple of phone calls that one of the characters in Laverne and Shirley yes. would do that. Somebody else actually multiple texted in and okay. said the same thing. So. So. Didn't know that that, uh, that was a thing. Another, yeah. uh, another listener called and said that uh, his uh, mom used to put seven up in her tea to sweeten it oh, oh interesting it. yeah until huh. she spilled some apparently on a countertop and it started eating through the countertop oh geez okay. <laughs> wtaw news time is 8 32 it's 63 degrees we'll take a look at your forecast after the news good morning i'm chelsea reber college station mayor john nichols was asked during his visit on our show about the biggest challenge facing the new city council economic development is high on my list and i know it's high on the staff and the council's list as well nichols brought up the significance of texas a&m in the neighboring northgate district texas a&m is the biggest inducement for those uh, 19-story high-rises we see in northgate which is another really important economic development agenda for the city in the next two years. Nichols says he's not aware of new tools the city can use in its economic development work. It's carefully using the tools that we have and having uh, staff that are thoughtful, proactive, and well-connected, and they know how to recruit businesses. Nichols says the attention generated by the city's negotiations with Texas A&M regarding the former's Macy, the former Macy store may create enough buzz for additional development around Post Oak Mall. You have the opportunity to learn more about the City of College Station's new planning effort for the Texas University Redevelopment Area this week. Staff planner Matthew Ellis says the area east of the Texas University intersection is a main gateway for visitors from Bryan and for those who have exited Highway 6 onto University Drive. Focused on welcoming them into the city so that you're not, uh, you know, driving along um, low-density commercial and then all of a sudden, boom, here's Northgate, here's the campus, that kind of thing. So we want to taper that development uh, to make it blend a little bit better. Ellis says this is one of four small area plans in the near future. We believe as as planners and and city staff that planning can really help us get there and build the prosperity and prosperity for, for everyone who lives and works and, and plays in and around the district. Tonight's meeting for business and property owners and Wednesday's public meeting start at 630 at City Hall. Find more information on the project at cstx.gov slash Texas University. 
The Texas Department of Transportation has started a series of virtual meetings to collect public comment about public transit service for the disabled and for senior citizens. This is everyone's opportunity to let us know what kind of improvements they'd like to see on our transit system. We ask any and everyone to join. Bob Caldwell at the Textant District Office in Bryan pointed out the colleges and universities around the 10 County District. We have Blinn down in Washington County. We have Sam Houston over in Huntsville. And then you know, we've got the big university, which is Texas A&M and, and College Station. And so we reach a diverse need of people, and we're looking forward to them joining us. Those living in the Bryan District are invited to participate in tomorrow afternoon's virtual workshop. You can join anytime between 1 and 3. Find the link at txdot.gov, and in the search bar, type the phrase virtual public workshops. For the second time, there's a delay in building a data center on the Rellis campus. That prompted the Bryan City Council at its last meeting to approve without discussion another time extension. Mayor Bobby Gutierrez brought up the benefits of development activities on and near the Rellis campus during his last visit on our show. We have the Department of Defense, we have Futures Command, we have the bi-corridor that stretches all the way out to, you know, you know, basically to the city limits. We have a lot of companies that are looking at our area because of that. An economic development agreement was originally approved in March of 2021 between the council and the Austin-based company building the data center. The second time extension gives until July 31st of next year to start construction on a facility that is supposed to have a taxable value of $200 million within five years of completion. In exchange, the city will refund nearly $16 million in property taxes over a 10-year period. The early voting period in the upcoming Bryan City Council runoff election, which ended Saturday, generated almost 5% of the registered voters in the West Bryan District. Brazos County Elections Administrator Trudy Hancock says turnout was 424 of around 8,600 registered voters in the Bryan Council's single-member District 5. Election Day is this Thursday. Voting will take place at the Design Spark Innovation Center on South Traditions Drive. Before Thanksgiving, a Brazos County District Court jury convicted a Bryan man of continuous sexual abuse of a child. The week after the holiday, the jury took two hours to sentence him to life in prison without parole. 42-year-old Leopoldo Rodriguez Pena was sentenced in 2017, shortly after three children reported they were abused over a six-year period. During the five years that followed, court records showed two plea conferences, a re-indictment, and 12 trial dates before, during, and after the pandemic. Prosecutors say all three victims testified. The jury also heard evidence of Pena's apologies to the children's mother. Bill Oliver, 1620, 94.5 WTAW. WTAW news time is 837. It's 63 degrees. More news anytime at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620, 94.5 WTAW. 839 Infomaniacs on a Monday morning. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your local award-winning Kubota New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. And the weather... It's brought to you by United Roofing and Sheet Metal, home of the Duralast Roof System, world's best roof. Give them a call at 268-ROOF. Go to unitedroofingpros.com today. A very warm weather pattern for the area the next several days. Mostly cloudy today, mid to upper 70s. Lots of clouds overnight, mid 60s. More clouds, breezy and warm Tuesday, upper 70s. Mainly cloudy, upper 60s Tuesday night. Mixed sun and clouds Wednesday. Could be a shower around during the day. Quite warm, high in the lower 80s. I'm meteorologist Doug Webster, 1620-945-WTAW. There you go. Hey, most most everybody knows somebody who's in real estate, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. And, you know, if you ever have, might ask them, What's the weirdest story you can tell? Because 
uh, every once in a while in a, a newspaper I read on the weekends, there'll be stories from real estate agents about, you know, I was showing this piece of property and it goes right. all was haunted there. or something. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So a realtor in Indiana called in a bomb scare when they noticed what looked like an explosive in a vacant home that they were about to show. Mm. Okay. Apparently it was a novelty alarm clock that looked like a bomb. <laughs> All right, here's the here's the owner's former uh the home's former occupant, uh, okay. Hannah Gibson and neighbor Philip Milton as they talk about this. All of this over a toy. I get a text from my cousin who's like, Hey, can you get a hold of your mom or dad? Because there's a bomb squad at your house. There was a novelty toy in the house, a clock that looked like dynamite. It looks looks exactly like a bomb, like a TNT bomb and it just has, like, in the back, it has, like, a little space where you can put, like, batteries and stuff in it. And it's an alarm clock. Okay. There you go. I mean, All right. Did you not think that that might hurt your chances of selling your home? It should be a little off-putting. You know I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah, like, that may probably... be one of those things you hide uh, during the showing. Not everybody's going to be a big fan of that. That would be um, un- unstaging yeah. your so, home, so to speak. Scott, right. I know that you're not on social media, but there is a great Facebook and Twitter account called Zillow Gone Wild. Okay. And it basically does exactly that. It shows a bunch of homes that are for sale, and they're really kooky and quirky. Um, and it's interesting, to well, say the least. And again, you need to make your uh, your property stand out as best you can, I guess. Sure. Is worse yeah, but than, you don't but want the bomb squad called. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. That's uh, that's the wrong kind of publicity. So, um, so Chelsea. Yes, you, Scott. You do this show on KAMU. I do. And finally, yesterday, I got a chance to watch part uh, of it. It's about oh, time. Part of it. Yeah. You can you can spare a whole thirty minutes. <laughs> okay. I appreciate no, no, the no, effort. It's okay. No. Well, what happened is. I saw it on my uh, TiVo, and so I started recording it, and it okay. was like 15 minutes in, and it was the one I think you did uh, at gotcha. Washington on the Brazos, okay. and, okay. and that sort of thing. So, but anyhow, yeah. So, so it's called Texas A&M today, right. and uh, I can actually send you the links on YouTube. Okay. You don't even have to, you know, TiVo Record it. it. Uh, but yeah, our the final episode of this season airs tonight at 9 p.m., and then it'll re-air on Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, but again, after it airs the first time, it's the entire episodes are available on YouTube, where you can also find the segment. They divvy them up like by themselves and you can see the extended versions of the interviews and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun and uh, I'm excited to see the, the last episode tonight. That's it. So uh, if you ever wondered what she looks like, if yeah. you haven't ever seen her, there you, there you go. And I do appreciate is. we've I've gotten a few texts throughout the season of people who have watched it. So I do appreciate those of you who have taken the time. But tonight's episode should be really cool. This is the one that includes the barbecue camp oh, that they okay. do Excellent. and the three brisketeers. Yeah. So you get to learn all about about them and uh, there's obviously a lot of other things and actually speaking of social media we've been kind of talking about it today the woman that I interview in tonight's episode is a physics professor Dr. Tatiana because her last name is Russian and too hard to pronounce uh-huh. uh, she has gone viral on TikTok the A&M physics department oh, yeah. has awesome. yes has a, a TikTok account and her videos get like millions of views yes it's, physics it's, yes yep. and she does very simple 
fun science experiment. She's very excitable. She's very, yes. And she was, you know, like that even during our interview. She's got a lot of personality. And she does a lot of these uh, at the physics shows or even at the the physics festival, which is a really popular event here in the community. Um, So a lot of it is outreach to like younger students. But uh, regardless, they get a ton of views on TikTok. It's pretty cool. How fun is that? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty neat watching some of the videos that she's had. All right. So that's what, nine o'clock tonight, huh? Nine o'clock tonight at, on KMU. Yeah, there you go. Info Maniacs, it's about, uh, it's 846. It's kind of getting foggier as the morning's going on, which is weird, different. Mm-hmm. Time to see if we can talk to another winner, <laughs> if at all possible. Already giving away some Santa's Wonderland today. <laughs> Maybe an answering machine. Oh, I know, but. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, man. Come on. Still ringing and ringing. This is what a phone sounds like when it's oh, ringing. Okay. I'm unable to come to the phone right Dang now. Dang it. Please leave a message and I will call you back. Thank you. Beep. You're welcome. At the tone, oh, they, uh, record your message. Yeah. When you have finished recording, understand. you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Greg, it's Zach. And Chelsea. It's Scott, the Infomaniacs. You're you a winner. are a winner. <laughs> Four Six Flags Fiesta Texas tickets are yours. Are yours. <laughs> you can come up and pick them up Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, here at the Crystal Park Plaza building. We're on the corner of 2818 and Highway 6. There you go. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. See ya. Thanks, All right, Greg. Scott, Bye. get the name of the building right. Yeah. What did I call it? You know, you didn't. He oh, yeah, called he it the Crystal, Crystal Park, Park Plaza. Oh, I yeah. did. Oh, I reverted back to my <laughs> old ways. They, my apologies. They pay to have their name. Greg, Greg collects pocket knives, oh, and Greg okay. also sends us pictures of sunrises in the morning, since oh, he knows oh, yeah. that Zach you and I don't, don't have to see windows. out our doors. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks to everybody who texted in about the things they collect today. Yeah. And, and Greg, if you're listening in, it's the Guarantee Bank and Trust Building. If you get yeah. lost looking for Crystal Park Plaza, there you go. It's the big mirrored glass building. So if you're asked a shoplifting expert, the dumbest time. A shoplifting to, expert. Yeah. Okay. Somebody, Are these people who study shoplifting? Yeah, no okay. They, they were done. probably people that were really good at it and Maybe. eventually got caught and now they work for good. Right. Uh, the, it, the dumbest time to, to steal something is probably when there is a police officer in the store. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Well, of course, they could be undercover and you might not True. know. Uh, it could be worse, though, if you went ahead and tried to do this when a store was filled with police officers. In Florida, a guy named Brad was arrested for allegedly trying to steal from a Walmart while the store was hosting a Shop with a Cop event. Oh, Where, there were 40 there were 40 police officers <laughs> shopping with kids in Walmart at the time. Wow. Including the county sheriff. <laughs> Not surprisingly, he had drug paraphernalia on oh, him at the no. time, including oh. your dreaded meth pipe. Uh, it's unclear. The dreaded meth pie. <laughs> not, not sure exactly what he was trying to steal, but in addition to the drugs, he had some uh, Versace cologne on him that oh. he apparently oh. had not paid for. Uh. He's got, uh, I guess, good smell when it comes to that. So, anyway. So what do the cops just tell the kids? All right, kid, hold this car real quick. I got to go catch this bad guy. That's what we have Watch to do. Watch and learn, Jimmy. This is exactly uh, how it was done. So, um, man, the Discovery Channel's annual Shark Week of course, is the longest-running cable television series in history. Right. Filling screens with all sorts of sharky-type com- content and that kind of thing. Perfect for uh, reality, TV, science, education, whatever. Actually not. Scientists and conservationists have long argued that Shark Week is actually a major source of misinformation and nonsense about sharks. Mm. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Scientists who, st- who study them and, and how people can protect endangered species from extinction 
in a study that was published, researchers tracked down copies of 202 episodes, watched them all, coded their content based on more than 15 variables based on location and which experts were interviewed and which shark species were mentioned, what scientific tools were used. They basically said it's full of mistakes. Wow. The episodes reviewed full uh, incorrect information, provided wildly misleading pictures. Well, of course they do. <laughs> they want you to watch. Yeah, they want to make it look cool. So... Watch it if you want to. Just know that it is full of junk science. But, nonetheless, watch it if you want to. So these right. are experts that are criticizing other experts that they get, yeah, get for this? Yeah, I guess. And the thing is, we've all seen those shows. The History Channel has a lot of shows like that where they'll bring in somebody who'll sit down and talk about something for like 15 seconds. That yeah. They're in, and look, it's a visual breaker, okay? Mm -hmm. But the deal is those guys are giving you a little bit of information that probably is not life or death uh, related. Sharks probably is. You know, if you're giving True. information I mean, about sharks. Well, but I don't know if they're saying, hey, you can go out and swim with these guys. Like, you'll be no, fine. No, they're not saying that. And the amount of shark attacks is very, very minuscule. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, your chances of, of running into a shark and it turning out badly for you are very, very small. But people get scared. They yeah, they do. Scared. Well, yeah. that's part of it, right? You want to watch these scary predators yep. that are very mysterious. And don't know we, I like it. Don't know if we can call this a hack or not. Maybe a way to make your life a little bit easier. If you're doing the real Christmas tree thing this year, looks mm -hmm. good and all that kind of stuff. But watering them can be a little bit of a problem. So if your tree has low-hanging branches, it could be difficult to see if there's enough water in the little bowl there. Right. A Reddit user suggests a, a pretty good real tree hack. Put a ping pong ball in the water reservoir. Oh, and then it'll sink. Right. Yep. It's okay. floating on top of the water, so if you can see it, you should be in good shape. If you can't see the ball, then it's time to add some more water. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, just here to help. We'll do this story more than once, but we'll do it for the first time today, because I think this is helpful. What if you have to get a gift for somebody you don't like? Oh, like that you, you don't get like. Stuck being the yeah. secret Santa at the something office. Or something. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Survey found the best. Or you just don't like your cousin or it, something. No, I don't know. The survey said the best gift to give a person that you don't like is a donation in their name. Oh, oh. kill them with kindness. <laughs> well, that way the person. What? 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 No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. That way they never escape your clutches. Ah. That, they they will always every cotton picking month they'll get another solicitation in the mail. Ah, no no no. I don't, I, well, I they don't might, think well, that's... they might. If because if you donate to a nonprofit, you get on their list. Right. And, right. And then that and way you get you, all their you, mail. And you might. And you but might it's a nonprofit. It's for good. But I like the idea. What's the point of I like the idea of you're you're giving you're technically getting them a gift, but you're not actually giving them. They anything. receive nothing. Right. right. The charity gets the money. Right. right. There you go. That's no. A, that's think, interesting. I think. I think, I think the real value of uh, General Manager Ben Downs, you can't tell because I have my Santa voice today that, uh, right. after the parade. Yeah. And uh, the, the, uh, the real value of this one is that you're on the charity's mailing list. And I tell you what, if you want to have a lot of fun, yeah. give like $20 to a political campaign. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, and I, I already guarantee, get text and messages not, And from not them. the party that they're a part of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. they share those lists, baby, even though they're not supposed to. They yeah. share those lists. Oh, that's it. So, uh, heck, of a, heck of a parade yesterday. How, yes. Tell us your view of the parade. Well, yes. my view of the parade yeah. is unique. Yes, and, it is. Uh, yes. And it, it, there was a big turnout, really big turnout. Good. A lot that's of people, good. and it was nice. It was good. 
good to be back down to the middle of Texas Avenue again. And we do it again on Thursday. We have the down, lighted downtown Christmas parade. Oh, yeah. Right, we Thursday, do. Yep. So. I think we have a chance of rain during the day, but uh, not in the evening. So the, we're, the weather lotto is uh, is working out okay. Yeah, that's that's a nice short little parade. Zips around town, you know, circles around downtown Bryan. And then, uh, you know, I guess it start, it steps off at 630, and we're usually done by 7, 715 or something. Anything so. new, different, or unusual with this year's parade? Well, it was smaller because the uh, the number of entries was smaller, but the number of viewers was much larger. Oh, okay, okay uh, nice. It was just tons and tons of people along the side, and so it was it was nice. Yeah. I, it you know, I, it, it as far as I could tell, it, it worked just as well as it ever has, and it was a lot quicker because fewer entries, and it was good. Maybe nice. there'll be more entries next year. I I'm happy with it the way it is as a long time observer of the BCS Christmas Parade. Yeah. I, I, this number is about the right number. Yeah, this 81 entries was, oh. I, yeah, I thought yeah. that was I didn't pretty... realize it was that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the number I was always shooting for when I had a chance to <laughs> influence that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So now who drove the vehicle that drug the sleigh? That pulled the sleigh. Yeah, yeah drug, drug the it. sleigh. <laughs> like it was sideways. There was yeah. like sparks, sparks flying yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drag it down. Yeah. It's like taking your cat out for a drag. Yeah. 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 No, uh, uh, Alberto. Okay. Uh, in La Hefa. Wonderful. He's, very he, nice. Okay. He was, uh, as you might good imagine, driver. as you might imagine, he is a very good driver. Yes. Okay. Yes. He watched for overhanging limbs. He watched for <laughs> people yeah. passing. He did. Yeah. He did all kinds. He nice. was very that's, careful. That's the right right range. And Maria yep. was, uh, she was very solicitous of the older Santa that was back there on the back because I, we're driving down South College and Santa tends to just stay on the sleigh because Santa's usually enjoying the breeze. Yes. Anyway, and so all of a sudden I, I look up there in the front and there's Maria hanging out the window of the H2 that's pulling the sleigh and and checking on me to make oh, sure. Oh, good. That good. Making yeah. sure you're all right. You, so you had like, enough milk and cookies. They, they do that. They, they, that's what happens right before they get hit by a car in the movies. Come on, man. There you are. So uh, there's you have uh, one I was, more thing I was just to going to. I just wanted to do a shameless plug. Okay. Everybody up for one shameless plug. The Hallmark Cleaners commercial just played. Thank you. Hallmark Cleaners actually does Santa's dry cleaning. Oh, oh very nice. Yes. No charge. Oh, yeah, wow. you can get better than that. Gratis. And all the kids like it, too, because they do. Boy, do they ever. WTAW. College Station, Brian. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 